What's up, y'all, and welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm glad that you are here. I hope that you are having a good Lent. We are one week in. Uh, John Blevins and I uh, have a great conversation. We talk about redemptive suffering and uh, me almost dying for going to see him in the first segment. Uh, in the second segment, we bring back a game that we introduced with Father Anthony about a month ago called Catholic Mashup, and Father Anthony was terrible at it. Um, we'll see if John does any better uh, at it. I, I think he will. I think John will, will be very good at this game. We'll see how that goes. And then in the final segment, what are we doing? Oh, yes, we're going through the way from uh, St. Jose Maria Escriva. Uh, John is going to pick the uh, like the, the topic, and I'm going to share some of the highlights um, from when I read that book back in the day. We're going to have a good conversation. We hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the things, or whether you are watching on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It's the nicest thing you can do for a podcaster. We thank you in advance for doing that. Enjoy today's show. Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan LeMay, bearded Blevins. What's up, pretty girl? I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Well, not the pretty girl part, but it's I'm doing well. How are you doing? I got I I, I, I like to. It's, it's part of who I am. I like consistency, but also keeping people on their toes. So. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm doing great, buddy. I got to see you last week in person. It was actually a ton to, of fun. I got to give you a hug, poke you in the ribs, couple hugs. Yeah. It was yeah, great. It, it was amazing. Yeah, you, uh, you're a lot more fun in person. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment because you're already fun not in person. Well, thank you, I think. Um, yeah, it was fun. We we uh, You were in town doing some stuff with, with UST and all the stream team and all the, the Mac studios and all of the things. And uh, there was one night um, that you were, you know invited a bunch of people to hang out and i told you i was too tired and you guilted me into coming anyway i felt very I, upset when you told me you were not going to be there i was like you knew i was this far away well okay so there's this thing i'm an hour and 20 minutes from houston i'm an i'm two hours from downtown houston which is where you were yeah traffic in inner city houston becomes a totally different thing so like live lives right outside of houston like in a suburb of houston on like the north side. how far from where we were uh 45 minutes okay yeah, so like I go to her house, it takes me an hour and ten, hour twenty, depending on traffic. Uh, getting to you took me a full two hours because you were also like, "Hey, let's do it right at five o'clock traffic time." <laughs> I'm like, John, who planned this? Why are you the person planning things? Whenever like like when you go to a city, let other people that live there plan things so that they know what's going. That's on. I, that's what I'm doing next time, 100. percent Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ended up being great though. It was fun. You ignored me for the first three hours. That's not true. Yes, it is. Uh, but you bought me some drinks, but I got to meet all your friends. So I essentially I told you, I was like, look, dude, I'm exhausted. I'm going to drive four hours. And then all I did was talk to people you knew that I'd never met before. But then the second bar we went to, yes, we went to multiple bars in this evening. We did. Uh, we, got, we, we got to hang out. And then I took you back to your hotel room and we had a good time. If we got to. And that's where, first of all, that sounded very weird. <laughs> I know. I, I said it, on uh, it, was, it was great because I was absolutely ready for bed. And you were like, we are actually going to finally get to talk now. And I was like, actually, that, that sounds great. So yeah, yeah. ESPN was on. I ordered a pizza that I dropped on the floor in accident. And we had a great I, talk. Yeah. I'm worried about how you live your life 
based on how you treated the dropped pizza on the floor. Now, I did not eat any that touched the floor. I, I'm glad to hear that because I was worried that you were going to. <laughs> and I ordered much too much because I thought you were going to have some. No, I, I don't eat pizza. If you if you if you loved me, you would know that I can't eat pizza sauce. Wait, why? Why? It makes me sick. When's the last time you tried it? Uh huh. When you were six, little buddy, get no, over it. No, John. <laughs> Every now and then, I'll eat like salsa or something with a little red sauce, and I can take a little bit. But if I have too much. It's not good for anyone. I don't want to go crazy down this rabbit hole, but I do want to ask you, what do you do? Like when you were doing a bunch, I mean, you still are now that COVID's over doing a lot of youth events. Like pizza's always what they get. Right. So uh, like when I'm in charge of ordering it, I can have like barbecue sauce pizza, okay. less uh, like white sauce pizza or whatever. Uh, but like when people have like spaghetti and lasagna, which are two other big things, I just eat the salad and, you know, hit up McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> wow. With no ketchup, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Amazing. Um, but it was it was very good to see you. Um, my ironically enough, my bearded Blevins hat that I've been wearing it's the the only hat that I've worn backwards on this show for like three years. My head's so big that after a <laughs> while, like my head just explodes hats. So it's actually sitting right here at my feet. I can't grab it. Um, but like it, it, it's one of those. It was a snapback, and it just it the snap wouldn't hold open. It was actually like two episodes ago during the commercials. It just opened up, and I kept closing it, and I kept having to redo <laughs> the commercials. And finally, I just did the commercials with it open because I was like, "This is so annoying." <laughs> so, That's great. Uh, but I got a new hat from you. Look at this. Check this out. The, I am now a member of the Bearded Blevins Stream Team, which I think means. That um, all of your empty promises that we'll play video games together one day. Yep. Uh, I think this means that we have to now. Great. No, I'm in 100%. And that's a, that's an OG hat. That'll probably be the last time that we make one like it because we're probably going to do a big rebrand thing and get an actual little flower logo. So that hat, bro, that's one of a kind. Well, I, I'm I'm really glad that I could be an ambassador for this hat that no longer <laughs> exists for the public. <laughs> a, lim a limited run. Um, okay, John. But here's the thing. The two things about this trip from when I went to, to see you. One, I did have a good time. Got to meet a lot of people. And then towards the end of the night, got to hang out with you, which was the whole point of me going. The second thing is, John, I was really stressed out and exhausted. And I shouldn't have. I, sh I really shouldn't have come. Four hours of driving and then hanging out and drinking and all those things. I was, I was very tired. And uh, something was telling me not to go that night. Even really? though I, you know, like in my heart I was going, but I was like, I really shouldn't go. But because of your guilt, I decided to come. We had a good night. And then I was driving home. I left your hotel room around 1130, which means that I was going to get home around 130. Yeah. Which sounds crazy to some people, but like I'm awake. I, like I'm awake at those yeah. times. It's not yeah. a problem. Um, that's, that's not the thing that was weird. And it's one of those things that like. When I'm tired, I'm tired during the day, but I always get my second wind at nighttime because I literally always stay up all the time. Well, I'm driving home, John, and uh, it's about 1.15, and I'm finally getting into, like, Co Bryan College Station. Okay. Right? So that's where I live. It's like two cities. It's, it's, it's our version of the Twin Cities, right? So we've got Bryan on the north side, College Station on the south side. I'm driving in on the south side. You know, obviously pitch dark, you know, pitch black because it's, you know, 1.15 at night. Yep. You got to watch out for and armadillos. I'm Right. Yeah. No, that's not a thing. Okay. <laughs> Anthony was like, don't hit a cactus. <laughs> yeah, I'm like very disappointed that that's not a thing because I was being dead serious when I said that. Yeah. 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 Um, deer is, is a more popular okay. thing that, that we would hit around where, where I am. Um, so I'm driving and I start seeing something weird. So it's a, it's a two lane highway going yeah. either way. So four lane, you know, two lanes going okay. each direction. And it looks like to me at 115 at night, 
on this like you know not made i mean major highway for our area right now it's not huge but you know big pretty big highway and i there's a there's a concrete median in the middle so like you know probably four foot tall solid concrete and it looks and there's not a median on the left side there's a median on the right side and i see a car parked on the median on the right side which is still kind of crazy because the median isn't that big yeah and then I'm, I'm i'm driving up to it i can see for miles right so like I'm seeing something that's kind of weird, like, you know, at nighttime, you just see lights, and then you're like, oh, I'm approaching these lights a lot faster than I thought I would. Yeah. There is a car seemingly parked on the left side of the median, but it's not super bright lights. It's because it's it's the, it ended up being the front of the car. So as I'm getting close to it, literally realization is coming to me. That, like, this car isn't moving at all, right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. if you're driving from far away, you're like, something feels weird, and it gets weirder and weirder as you drive up to it. And then I'm in the left lane, and there's a car parked on either side. So now I'm like, this is weird. I, so I start slowing down. I was, you know, the speed limit was 70. I was probably going 75. You know, and I slow down to, like, 50. And then it all hits me, like, immediately. Like, the car on the left isn't parked. Like, it is... In the like, it's it. It has merged with the concrete median. <laughs> like, oh no! This wreck happened like a minute ahead of me being there. Right? Yeah. It's flipped around the wrong way, completely in the median, sticking out into my lane. But I can't swerve too much to the right because this other car is in the right side of the lane. So it's not really a full two lanes. So I, I'm still going like 50, 55 miles an hour. I, I, I get to the middle of the lane and I'm like, okay, I just got to stay in the middle. Because this is a major wreck at this point, right? Yeah. I'm driving down the middle, and I hit something. And I'm like, oh, no. Because when when, like, when they wrecked, like car parts flew sure. everywhere. So they're just littered all across the road. So like, I'm driving the road. By the time I see stuff in front of me, there's no matter what I do, I'm going to hit something. I, I, can't, I can't turn left. I can't go, go right. So I'm not going to freak out. I just keep driving straight. And I drive straight and just immediately like huge noise right i ran over something and so i pull over i'm on the so i I pull over to the right side of the median like behind where this car is at 115 in the morning on a highway there's not really a median, but i'm parked like in front of this car i'm checking to make sure that those people are alive they're alive they're getting out of the car the other people on the on the right side they're yelling at each other i'm pretty sure most people in this situation were drunk uh, there was a kid in the car. The kid was okay, but they're yelling at each other because they endangered the kid in the car. It was a crazy moment, John. Dude. And I, I pull over because I have something stuck under my car. I drive a little Prius. There's something stuck under my car. I look, I, I look under my car, but like I'm trying to do this fast because I'm parked partly on the highway, right yeah. behind this car that's part of the median now, <laughs> and I am. Like, I, I use my arms. And I'm trying to pull this whatever it is. I can't tell what it is, right? I'm trying to pull it out. Nothing moves. So I get, you know, legs are stronger than arms. I get, I sit down on the highway. Yeah. I start kicking at this thing. John, my legs are pretty strong still. Yeah. My, my, my belly may become have become flabby. My legs are still my legs, right? I'm kicking, pushing. It doesn't budge one inch. doesn't move at all. So I'm like, well, crap. Like, now I have a decision to make. Either stay here in the middle of the highway or just drive. <laughs> I might screw up my car, but I don't want to die. Yeah. Right? So I pull, I, I, I start driving. It's just the whole time I'm driving, my car's shaking. Because oh I'm running bro. something over constantly, right? So I'm driving on this median. This median's super long. I, 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 like, I know that there's this parking lot that's lit 
like after the light. So I drive on the median, go to the light, stop at the light, start driving again, get to this parking lot. And so I drove for like maybe almost a mile before I can get to somewhere where I can safely stop. And when I start turning into the parking lot, that's when whatever is at the bottom of my car, like finally breaks. It like snaps in half and like falls out. So now I can drive smoothly. Right. So I park in this lit place and I, uh, I go and I see what it was. It was a toolbox. It was. It kind of looked like a guitar case. Like you know, think of like those hard guitar cases that have like sure. the little the little latches on them or whatever. That's what was shoved under my car, and it was full of tools and nails and bolts and everything. And there's just this crap all over the road. It's all under my car. So <laughs> currently still in my car <laughs> is a torn apart box of tools <laughs> just sitting in the back of my car <laughs> because i almost died to come and hang out with you in houston <laughs> wow i mean if we if i didn't stop and offer you that pizza multiple times you could have been in that rack i could have thank you thank you <laughs> thank hospitality you for saves me, you again yeah offering me pizza that fell on the floor saved my life <laughs> Well, hold on. So dude, this is how all those people who randomly get nails stuck in their tire. I'm always like, how the heck does a nail get in your tire like that? That's how. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that is. This is the most common. No, this is the, one of the least common. The most common is just like, you know, in places that people want to live like Texas, there's constantly construction because, you know, everyone's moving here and wants to be part of part of what we got going on here. So usually it's construction. But every now and then, it's a wreck that a person not in the wreck runs over a toolbox and then rips that toolbox in half and then nails go on the, on the street. Every now and then, that's the scenario. Bro, that is a scary situation, especially at that time of night in the dark. And I'm glad you're okay. And I think the craziest part of the whole story is that you drive a Prius. Yeah. I, I, I Everyone that listens to the show knows this. So thanks for not, You're the last Dang person it! to know. <laughs> I've even been in it twice. I know you have, and you didn't fit either time. <laughs> nope. So I don't know how you do. Uh, driver's side, baby. It's got all the luxury. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, John, um, I was right. I shouldn't have come to see you, but I, st- I enjoyed it for the, for until, until I was coming home. Like, literally, John, when that happened, my first thought was, John is so sound asleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely was. You were like, you told me before I left. You're like, text me when you get home safe. I'm like, first of all, you're not my mother. Second of all, uh, you're why you're gonna be asleep. You texted me the next day at like nine o'clock. Yeah, like, so that in the morning alive. I know you're okay. I, I I worry and care about my friends. Well, I wasn't, John. I, I wasn't I okay. Know, I, I, you didn't text me. I was terrified. I didn't want to tell you and be like, hey, I almost died. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was my suffering. Coming to see you was my suffering. Um, uh, but now we are in this season of Lent and I want to start off the, uh, we usually do our annual limping into Lent, you know, like the Ash Wednesday week, but, uh, that was last week and I totally forgot to record it when I recorded with Anthony last week. <laughs> so we, so we missed it. So it's just like us to be a week late to Lent. And, um, uh, what are you, what are you doing for, for Lent this, this year, Jonathan? Well, Taylor, I'm glad you asked. I think that all Catholics, my least favorite thing ever is when someone's like, like these parishes, these, pa- these pastors, priests like, oh, you should just don't even worry about giving something up. Just do something extra. So shut up. You're supposed to like do do all three. So I, I like to give something up to add something and then to do corporal works of mercy. Um, so I'm giving up spending money on food outside of the grocery store. Um, so I, I do a lot of Uber Eats, Grubhub. Um, I'll swing by Starbucks or Dunkin' in the morning after dropping my kid off at school and just get like bagel bites. Like just way too often when I don't need to. 
Um, and it's not very conscious. It's not, I don't care about the weight so much. Um, it's, it's about the budget for me and, uh, and it'll be a sacrifice for sure. I literally today, I was like, after, after mass, I was like, you know what I want? Uh, just a bagel, just super plain. To, oh, can't I give it up for what? So it'll be a good thing for me to give up and I'll think about it all the time. Uh, I'm adding uh, daily mass every single day. I try to do that anyway, but I'm going to hold myself to it hardcore throughout Lent. Um, and there's a lot of options. One. There's a lot of options around me, bro. 6.30 a.m. is what I'm going to try to do, but there's a noon, there's a 4 p.m. near me. So like no excuses. Uh, and then Jody and I are going to try uh, once every 10 days. So four different times, we're going to try to do something, uh, a, a different corporate work immersive as a family. So there's an organization called Feed My Starving Children by us, or we might do this place where you can go and read books to, to little kids. And like my kids are, can, my two older kids can read. Um, so we'll kind of uh, look to do some of those things. Uh, if you want to uh, donate to Feed Your Starving Children, you can do so at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. <laughs> That's just for my kids. Um, uh, you want to know what I'm doing for Lent, John? I do. Uh, I'm not giving anything up. I'm adding something. Oh, you are so ridiculous. <laughs> I am. I uh, uh, Prayer and spiritual reading have completely gone out of my life. <laughs> no, well, not prayer. Spiritual reading has. Prayer has been difficult. So what I am doing is like going back to the basics of praying with paper books. Um, everybody knows that I'm a super tech person. I, I usually keep everything on my phone. But recently, like I will be, you know, reading my, doing my devotional, and all of a sudden I'm playing Wordle. I'm like, how did I get here? Like, I don't know how I left <laughs> the Bible app and got to Wordle. Um, so I, uh, I'm i going to do paper books. I have a book, um, two books, ironically enough. <laughs> two of my devotional books are from Blessed is She. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> it's the two books that they have that are one for men and women, and then one just for the guys. I just interviewed uh, Father Innocent about it. So his, his book, uh, Born of Fire, um, I'm going to be reading through that. Um, Nuke Chepi is like the devotional for men and women. I'm going to be going through that. And then I put my actual physical Bible ne next to my bed. So those are, th that's what I'm doing. I just need to get back to my, my prayer and my spiritual reading. So that's, that's what I'm doing for Lent. So I think at the very um, least you could give up pizza sauce. Uh, yeah, I, I will. Thank I'll you. give up. I'll, I will give up pizza sauce Thank for you. sure. Thank you. Yeah. Just for you. Just for you. Just so that you don't think I'm a weakling. Thank All you. Right. So um, we're gonna we're going to that we're still talking about Lent, but I'm going to look like I'm pivoting for a moment. Have you have you watched the TV show on Amazon Prime Wheel of Time? I have not, but I've heard good things. It is very good. So it's like it's a it's a high fantasy thing. So uh, think like Game of Thrones without uh, nakedness. Um, you know, like Lord of the Rings style, Harry Potter style, like ma magic, high fantasy type okay. stuff, right? And it was uh, like, obviously, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings is coming out later this year, but Wheel of Time came out last year and it was like their first push in trying to get into like the popularity of like high fantasy shows. So my wife and I are watching it right now. And essentially the premise is like, um, there's magic in the world, but only the women can wield magic until this one time where it comes around where like the, it's essentially kind of like the Jesus figure, like the really, really strong person comes out you know, once every thousand years or whatever. I don't know the exact amount of time, but it, it it's a it's a wheel of time, the circle of time. It keeps yeah. coming around, coming around. Um so the the women who are who are the magicians, very, very powerful magi magicians, are called I Sedai. Uh, I think of El Shaddai every, every time I just it. did. No joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. El Shaddai, El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Age to age is still the same by the power of, of the your name. name. <laughs> I literally think about it every time. Yep. Um, but they're called Aes Sedai, and then they have um, they have these 
these men that are kind of like the knights that go around and protect them. But one one thing that you they're called um, warders, like warding people off. Warders. Um, so you have this strong, powerful uh, mage, magician, right? And these warders. And what you start learning throughout the show is that like one, they're together for years. So they they develop very close bonds. Like some of them are kind of like a couple, some of them aren't, right? But either way, they're like they're either like very strong, like kind of like brotherly sisterly bonds, or like marit- marital bonds, that sort of thing. But as some of them, as they start getting into fights and things, you realize that um, the warders, these, these guys, these knights, every time their their woman that they are they're assigned to or whatever right they become so close and magically they are linked to where like if the woman is feeling pain so does the water okay like so does the guy right um so if she gets like you know an arrow in the in the left shoulder he feels the arrow on the left shoulder okay so it's this one thing where it's like they're not only are they suffering together but it's also like a link like if they are not together like if they're on the battlefield together but let's say one's 100 yards away he knows he needs to make his way to her immediately because his shoulder starts to hurt yeah does that make sense yeah totally yeah so i bring all of that up um, because, you know, I talked about on the show two weeks ago, like there's just been a lot of tragedy and, and death and grief, uh, in my life. And over the last couple of weeks, we were just with somebody, uh, last week when we hung out that is going, that just went through a miscarriage. Like there's, um, th- there are other people, like I literally had a conversation with somebody yesterday where something terrible happened to her. Like there's wow. just a lot of suffering that's coming around in my life. And then obviously on the macro level, like we have everything that's going on in Ukraine, right? Yep. Like just a ter- terrible situation. Um, there's just a lot of suffering going on right as we're coming in to this Lenten season. And I forget exactly who it was. I think it was the priest at um, the Sunday before Lent where he he was talking about the Ukraine thing. It was like right, you know, this first Sunday after Russia invaded Ukraine. And what, what he was talking about was uniting our Lenten penance with the suffering of someone else. Yeah. Right. Um, so, like you know that whole idea of redemptive su- redemptive suffering, some suffering on the behalf of somebody else. So when you hear redemptive suffering, what immediately pops into your head? Man, when I hear redemptive suffering, what immediately pops in my head? Um, first of all, I think I think negative connotations pop into my head first, and I don't know why. Um, I think because a lot of the people who who in my life who've talked about redemptive suffering almost look for it. They almost want. It's like they want to suffer. They feel bad that they're not suffering. Uh, and I don't think that's really what it is. It's when we are suffering, we can take that and we can offer it up um, for for our own, like, you know, penance and repentance for our own sins and for for the sins of, of the world um, and unite our suffering to the cross, right? Like Jesus, Jesus didn't have to die on the cross, but he chose to and bore our suffering. And we can unite our suffering to the cross with him um, and pray for people. So that's that's what I think of. And I think of Colossians 124, where Paul says, I'm not rejoicing in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh, I'm completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. That is the church. Because um, there's a lot like there's a lot of people who like, especially non-Catholics who don't really believe in redemptive suffering. I think it's kind of weird. Um, and Paul lays it out right there. So that's kind of the first things I think of. Yeah. I like how your first ones are negative And my first one is Jesus on the cross. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but I get what you're saying, right? I, I, I kind of joke with like everybody redemptive suffering for me was like people saying, offer it up. And I'm like, you're the yeah. reason I'm suffering. Don't tell me to offer it up. You know, like, <laughs> I'll offer you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Here you go, God, you take it. Uh, <laughs> you know. um, but so I, I'm, I'm watching this show with my wife 
as I'm as we're coming into Lent and I'm hearing this like you know suffering for other people, right? Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of times we can be, th- and I don't think it's a bad thing to do, but like our Lent is our Lent. It's kind of about us, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it's selfish, but it's like, what do I need to do to get closer to Christ? Perfectly good question, right? And that's a normal thing. But I think the added thing that I'm going to be thinking about, like, you know, today, we're recording this on Ash Wednesday. On Fridays during Lent when, when we're fasting, you know, uh, um, give, giving things up, um, when I'm giving up pizza sauce, when I'm doing my prayer, when you're giving up bagels, you know, like, um, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we're doing those things to for us to grow into holiness, for us to be prepared for Easter. But um, his invitation, this, uh, it was Deacon, Deacon's invitation, given the homily at uh, the Sunday before Ash Wednesday. You're saying, unite, unite your... Your suffering, your prayers, your your uh, your Lenten penances, unite that with the sufferings of the people of Ukraine. And like for me, it's like for the you know people, for me and for everybody else. Like what? Yeah. Like, unite it with the sufferings of the people who are suffering ar- around you, right? And I, I, like for me, that's helping me a lot because I you know I've joked over the last two years on the show, but it was kind of you know every joke has some truth to it. Like for Lent, I'm giving up for the last two years because we were in COVID stuff and life sucked, and it's like it was Lent. You know, 24 7, 365 times two, right? Yeah. This is the first Lent where I'm like, I'm starting to dip my toes back into Lent. Like, okay, I can do it. And, yeah. I, and it's like, it's, I think what's helping is it's not just about me. It's uniting my suffering, uniting my penance, uniting my focus um, with the sufferings of other people. Yeah. And just listening to you talk is reminding me of like two of my favorite saints, St. Saint Jose Sanchez del Rio and uh, Blessed Chiara Badano, who both at young ages were suffering horribly and did it for Jesus and, and offered it up. And like that, and some of the holiest people in the world uh, were doing that. And so there's something to it. Uh, I will be joining you in doing that for this Lent, my friend. Cool. Awesome. So I know that when this is releasing, we are a week into Lent exactly. Uh, so whether your Lent is going great so far or it's, it's struggling, unite it with um, a person or people suffering in your life um, or, in, or, and or with, you know, people suffering across the world in Ukraine and that sort of thing. So I uh, hope that helps. Um, whenever we come back, we are going to prove how holy we just said, or John just said that I am. Uh, John's going to play a game that uh, we tried with Father Anthony about a month ago, and he failed at it. So I have made it easier and found a smarter co-host. Oh, We're going to try it. It's called Catholic Mashup. Don't go anywhere. Would you like to go to World Youth Day? It's an event that I've never gone to before, and I would love to. Hoping to get to go to this next one, um, August 1st through 6th, 2023. Over 2 million Catholic young people will be there. This next one is in Lisbon, Portugal. The Holy Father will be in attendance. And if you would like to go and have no idea how Select International Tours has been leading tours to World Youth Day, for the last few of them. So if you would like some help, you can go to ForzaCatholic.com slash tours, and that will take you to a link right to their page with all of the upcoming trips, including this trip to World Youth Day. They can help dioceses, parishes, individuals, uh, all of the things, you know, ministry groups, whatever. Um, they can help you out and, and get you there. Um, so do it, ForzaCatholic.com slash tours to check out that trip and everything else they have coming up. For all of their pilgrimages. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Bearded, beautiful, voluptuous Blevins. <laughs> that was the best one yet. Thank you. Uh, we are going to play a game that we call Catholic Mashup. We have played this one time before. Father Anthony got zero of the questions right. I love this idea so much, but if you fail at this, I'm never playing it again. 
If I succeed, I, 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 you're welcome for what you can use as the intro every time we play this. Catholic mashup. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, now we'll never do it again. Dang <laughs> it. <laughs> that was that was good. I like that. Thank you for thank you for your assistance. Um, hopefully that that isn't uh, hedging your bet, knowing that we'll never play this again. <laughs> uh, so what this game is, it's called Catholic Mashup because um, it is going to be a mashup of names of two people, one of whom is Catholic, one of whom is known for just being popular, a movie star, a, a TV character, uh, you know a rapper, a singer, whatever. So an example that we used last time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so you're, it's going to be the like the first and last name or like, you know, the two names of one person and the two names of the other person, but the middle name is going to be the same, right? So an example from last time was the clues were a rapper known for one word exclamations who also recently got into an argument with his famous relative about who was better at soccer. So one word exclamations, what? Yeah, okay. That's little John, yeah. right? Little John the- Blevins. Yeah, little John Blevins, because you got in an argument with your famous brother about who was better at soccer. So the answer would be little John Blevins, because who's the rapper from the one word explanations? Little John. Lil John. Who's the person who got in an argument with his brother? John Blevins. So we got little John Blevins. Does that make does the premise make sense to you? The premise makes sense to me. Okay, if it makes sense to you, it should make sense to everybody else. Wow. Beca- because it was such... Yeah. <laughs> you're the dumb meter. Yeah, well, John, if you can get it, it's fine. <laughs> if, every, if if you can get it, everybody that I care about can get it. And everybody <laughs> that doesn't get it now is really dumb. That's what I'm saying right now. Um, speaking of really dumb, are you ready to play this game? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. But because Father Anthony failed at this game, um, I'm not sure if he's just dumb or if I made the questions too difficult or if he's just not connected to the pop culture at all. Yeah. It's one of those three things. So just in case, I made these first four a little easy. So how it's going to work is all I will tell you that the four gospel writers are involved with okay. the next four questions. Um, and w- as I'm giving the clues, whenever I'm giving clues and then I will say something like who is also, and that starts the clues for the next person. But okay. we're trying to mash up these two people. Okay. Yep. This one, you should get this one. One of the four gospel writers who also played his high school football an hour from where I currently am and just won a Super Bowl immediately after leaving your Detroit Lions. Who is St. Matthew Stafford. Correct. Say yes. Matthew Stafford. Yay. One you for one. You are now leading in points of, of the all-time scoring list. I'm very Anthony nervous, but this is fine. out of seven or whatever, right? So one of the four gospel writers, St. Matthew, right? Yep. And then and then your favorite quarterback, your favorite player of all time, Matthew Stafford. The, the, yep, uh, so the goat. we have St. Matthew Stafford. The, the goat. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think he needs a little couple more games. He will. Okay. Here we go. One of the four gospel writers who is a famous Bostonian action movie star who famously also goes to a Catholic church every day to pray. So our famous person is known for being famous, but also has a Catholic connection. Who is St. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah! Two Two for two! two. You're so smart. Thank you. I almost said St. Marky Mark. Would that have been correct as well? It that was would his have rap been name. correct, which would have been very funny because it's just Mark twice. Yeah. <laughs> St. Mark Mark. <laughs> uh, okay. One of the four gospel writers who is also the son of Anakin and Padme and the sister 
Oh, sorry. And the brother of Leia. Who is Saint Luke Skywalker? Saint Luke Skywalker is correct. I yeah. wasn't sure if you were a Star Wars. I'm fan not a I've seen them all once. And my favorite okay, one was the pod racing one, and everyone hates that one. So what do I know? Oh, I John, I just played so that the the pod racing game on yeah, 64. One of the greatest games of all time. Seriously is. Um it, it just got released a few months ago for the Switch with zero upgrades. Like the only upgrade was that you could play the game on the Switch. It still plays and looks exactly like it did oh, it on perfect. the old TVs. So I played that game on an 80 80 inch 4K TV and it looked terrible. Yeah. That's <laughs> it so was great. so much fun though. We played it for me and my best friend played it for hours. It was so much fun. All right. We got um, two more. Let's, Wait, what? Are you going to go? We got two more. You said the four gospel writers. We've already done three. I know. And then we'll do one more. Okay. And then I might I might throw you one. I don't know if I, I might throw you my favorite one that we did from it with Anthony last time. Okay. All right. The final gospel writers. So you should know the first name. I, I think this is the hardest of the famous people. I, I wasn't sure if you would get this one. We're starting to get a little bit more difficult. Okay. We'll see. One of my favorites, but I'm not sure you know this man exists. The, uh, sorry, one of the four gospel writers who is also one of the top comedians in the world just got out of rehab and hosted SNL last week. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. One of the four Don't gospel writers who is also one of the top comedians in the world who just is, got out of rehab and hosted SNL last week. Who is St. John Mulaney? Oh, my gosh. You got it. Four for four. <laughs> it's a great game. You know who John Mulaney is? Yeah, I love John Mulaney. He's so funny. Yeah, I don't love the whole like leave your wife, you know, when you're uh, doing the thing, and then like go oh, get remarried. I don't like that whole thing. But uh, he's really funny. We're not. Sh- you don't know the situation, John. He had a drug problem. Just got out of rehab. We're not sure if his drug problem caused the marriage to end or if the marriage caused his drug problem. <laughs> That's so- <laughs> a great point. That's a great point. Either way, his parents are uh, are are huge uh, Catholics in the Archdiocese of Chicago, right near me here. No way. So yeah. I didn't know I didn't know that they were there. I knew that he grew up Catholic. That's cool. Yeah. So like his his school that he went to that he jokes about, like in a lot of his stand-up, is like 30 minutes from where I live. Nice. So you have my favorite comedian or one of my favorite comedians, John Mulaney, and I have your favorite quarterback, Matthew Stafford, Exactly. Both within an hour of where we are right now. All right. La- last one of the new ones. I might I'm so I might throw you some of the ones that I gave to Father Anthony to see if it's just him or if it was the questions <laughs> okay. too hard. The name of the primary boss on The Office, who is a famous Catholic convert that is the most prolific Catholic author of our time. Oh, man. Okay, so so hold on. The name of the primary boss on who The Office. Who is Michael Scott Hahn? Yes, 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 yes. You went five for five. Dude, let's go. <laughs> I knew it was Father Anthony's fault. I knew it. I just knew 100%. it. <laughs> 100%. That was a great one. This is fun. When you were explaining it to me last time, because you last time we talked, you explained it to me, I kind of was like, eh, I, don't, I don't know. I think I would have been bad at this too. But now that I'm kind of in the groove, it's fun. All right. So if people, we'll just do a couple, because if people listened about a month ago, um, It'll be a repeat for them. But let's let's see. We did um, – we'll do two from the last game. We'll do what I think were the hardest two from last time. Okay. I might have told you one of these answers. We'll see if, we'll see if you can be honest and tell me. If, no, if I will tell you. Before. You have not heard this one, I don't believe. One of the most sought-out Catholic speakers wears a habit and played college volleyball, who also directs the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. 
Now, this one I will not get because I do not know the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but I do know that it's Sister Miriam James. Yep. Yep. Sister Miriam James. I'm just, I'm going to throw out some other things that he has directed. He just directed the new Peacemaker show that came out. He directed the Suicide Squad movies. Uh, he got canceled as the Guardians of the Galaxy director. Gosh, and then bro, the, the cast. I just don't, yeah, I don't, know, I, don't know any, I don't know any directors. Can't name one. Nothing. Oh, he's one of the few I can. J- J- Sister Miriam James Gunn. Okay. Yeah. I never have gotten that. Yeah. James Gunn. All right. This is my favorite but one. But hey, I got half of that right. You did get half of it right, which is more than he could do. <laughs> Um, this is my favorite Catholic mashup I've ever come up with. Okay. I might've told you this one, but it is the hardest. It's the hardest mashup because one thing I didn't tell you because they were all the names were the same, but you can mash that middle name together. So like if the last name ends in an I and the next word starts with an I, it can mash up. Okay. So this one's a little bit more complicated. We'll see if you can get it. All right. And I, uh, here we go. Church leader known for his stance on helping the poor who gives away transportation, who famously gives away transportation to those that they meet. Dude, this one, I remember you telling me this one and I forget the answer. It's hard. So who, who is the most famous person for giving away transportation? For giving away transportation. What do you mean? uh, Uber drivers. Uh, Giving it away for free. Famously on television. Oh, Oprah. Okay, church leader, highest church leader, known for his stance on helping the poor. Um, Pope Francis. What's his name? Before Bergo- uh, Bergoglio. Bergoglio. Jorge Bergoglio. <laughs> Jorge Bergoglio. Okay, I kind of got that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. But you went five for five, John, on the ones that I made for you. I'm so very, very proud of you. We get to keep the game. I might even incorporate your intro. <laughs> we'll yes. see if uh, here's the thing i might this might be end up becoming an only john game because uh anthony was terrible at it i thought he'd be good there's no way Liv's getting any of these <laughs> <laughs> i'd be curious to see how how live would do but allison I, I'm, would do well well maybe maybe we'll maybe. see we'll see but Anyway, John, you and I will play this again. I, I spent it, it, the most, it's the most fun prep for me for doing this show. <laughs> Usually it's like, you know, oh, I watched the TV show and I went to mass. Let's talk about that. Now it's like, I actually have to like sit down and plan these things for like an hour. So um, I had fun. Congratulations on going five for five on the ones written for you. Um, congratulations primarily on making Father Anthony look dumb. Thank you. Happy to <laughs> I'll help. I'll be back uh, in just a second. Don't go anywhere. Guys, we haven't gotten a new Apple Podcast review in months at this point. Uh, So here's the deal. If you write a review on the show, I will read it. I mean, as long as it's nice. I mean, if you, like, cuss me out, I'm not going to read it. Maybe I will. That would be kind of funny. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, Newly also on Spotify. A lot of you guys are listening on Spotify. You can leave five stars now. That would be very helpful. It's just, uh, you know, algorithms and such. It'll help more people find the show. Uh, Secondarily, that is like a, you know, a a way that, that helps us out. Another way you can help us out is literally just share this show with your friends. Text somebody and be like, hey, would you like to listen to something entertaining on Catholic? Text them the link to the video, the, the podcast you're listening to, the video you're watching, whatever. Um, share it on your social media. We'll retweet it. We'll give you some love. All of the things. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's just a, the little things that can help us out for, you know, we put in some good amount of work for you guys. Hopefully, uh, you can you can help us out, too. Uh, for all of the love that we share, we give it freely. 
but it wouldn't hurt to get something in return. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is the perfect champion of our last game. He's just five he's so much smarter. For five. So much smarter than Father Anthony Shrew, but it's not even it wasn't even close. You 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 demolished his record after your first question. And I'm gonna be honest with you, like the he probably would have gotten all the first names. Oh no, he wouldn't no, he would have gotten all those wrong too. Um, let's see. We like had, he he does not know Stafford, so he, he wouldn't know Stafford. He might have gotten Wahlberg. He might have gotten Skywalker. Would not have gotten Mulaney. Yep. Would not have gotten Scott ha Michael Scott Hahn. <laughs> There's no way. I hope he's listening and just yelling. He's probably texting me right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> As he's listening to this. Um, so uh, what we are going to do for our final segment, we're going to try something a little new. Um, this book that I'm holding right here, it is called The Way. It's actually called The Way, The Fur, The Forge. It's three books in the one. The truth, but... the lie. <laughs> um, it's called The Way by St. Jose Maria Escriva. Jose Maria Escriva is how a lot of white people say it. <laughs> Jose Maria Escriva. Yo, he so, is uh, a bad, you know what, man, I love this a guy. A bad what my daughter said at school the other day. Oh, You're great. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> correct. You're absolutely correct. Um, so, what this is, all this book is, it's really easy. And you know, I talked earlier about like how I have a lot of these books on my on my nightstand. This is the easiest nightstand or uh, toilet reading ever, uh, because it's just a collection of sayings. Uh, yeah. Small, it's either a sentence or like maybe three or four, like a small paragraph, right? Collection of sayings of things that he said to like primarily to men that he was forming in the spiritual life, whether for for an order or just guys that he was you know doing spiritual direction for. Collection of sayings, and uh, so you know it's it's easy to read. They're all they're all numbered, but it's like a sentence or two, and they are um, put into they're gathered into uh, sections, um, and it's, so it's it's all about you know different ways to grow in holiness. So we have like uh, a section on character, direction, prayer, purity, heart, mortification, penance, examination of conscience. La la, la, la. The, the list goes on and on and on. So we are in the season of Lent, Jonathan. Yep. And, uh, you know, we are trying to grow in holiness. So I was like, you know what? I want to revisit this book called The Way. I read all of The Way um, when I was in college. And this is the copy that I read in college. So I highlighted like my favorite verses, right? Um, and Or like not, you know, verses, whatever. They're all numbers. Yeah. So it's kind of like verses, right? So I highlighted my favorite ones. I haven't looked at it. Uh, I maybe referenced it, you know, a couple of times, but I haven't like actually gone through it again. And it's just like, it's been on, I was looking through my bookcase the other day and it just kind of jumped out at me. So I was like, oh, let's revisit some of these. So um, we are going to do this on the show. So as I mentioned, it's all in different categories. So um, I want you to pick one that jumps out at you, one you want to grow in this Lent. Um, and what we are going to do is you're picking the category we are going to read the ones that I highlighted as a college student, and we're going to talk about them and see what we think. Okay, that sounds great. Are you sure you want me to pick one out that's like special to me or one that I know for a fact is going to be awesome? <laughs> uh, whatever you think is better. Because I show. had this book at my office at my last parish, and I would walk down the hallway and pick a random page to read to some people at work, and it was the funniest oh, nice. thing ever. Nice. Whichever um, one. All right. We're going to do lukewarmness. Lukewarmness. Okay, that is page... 79. Oh, it's very close. To, I, I, my bookmark is in it on page 72. That's as far as I've gotten in my reread. So it's a couple of pages ahead of where I am. That's nope. I was, I lied. I was in the 20s. 
<laughs> I, need, I need glasses. <laughs> I was like, how am I how am I going backwards? Okay, lukewarmness. I highlighted the first passage. Here we go. Fight against the softness that makes you lazy and careless in the spiritual life. Remember that it might well be the beginning of tepidity. And in the words of scripture, God will vomit out the lukewarm. Yeah. Amen. I can't like just it. say amen and move on. What are your thoughts on it, John? I mean, too, he's uh, that. This is I like this kind of stuff. I think this the, the, his his writings can sometimes uh, people I think nowadays would probably call it like toxic, uh, but I like it. And it inspires me to want to be a better man. And I think sometimes we need a little tough love. He is very firm and tough. And uh, one of the things about reading this, John, this is, I, I, I've told this years ago on the show, like probably closer to when we were starting. Reading this book was the first time that I realized that not every single word that a saint says is of God. Because there are some things in this book, there are some things in this book like this one that are difficult and challenging, but very true, yeah. right? There are other things where he's like, lay people suck and priests are the best. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> um, but so there was there are some things in here that I disagree with. This is not one of them. It was maybe five percent. There's thousands and thousands of these in here. Um, but that was an interesting thing for me realizing, like, yeah. oh, saints were people, and he was probably just grumpy sometimes, like just yep. like I am, you know. So well, that, that's um, one of my favorite passages in scripture. The whole like, it, it, you are neither hot nor cold. And I will spit you out. Like God would rather us be like, I'm done. I don't care. than just kind of be like, yeah, I'm totally Catholic, and like never go to mass and never pray and. Uh, he'll vomit you out. It's crazy. Uh, like if you ate pizza off the floor. Exactly. <laughs> um, the next one, 327. But you are not worried about that constant and deliberate falling into venial sins, even though in each case you feel God's call to comfort yourself. A call against, oh, you don't care too, you don't care enough about your venial sins, Jonathan. Um... I mean, there's the, that, yeah, that's probably true. I had this, I, so I don't know who it was, but somebody gave this great image of venial sin to me once, and I've used it ever since. And it's where, like, so if, if Taylor, if you're the Lord and you're standing right in front of me and we're in perfect relationship, I'm standing right in front of you, I see you eye to eye, and a venial sin kind of like slowly turns me around every time, every time. And so eventually I can be turned all the way around uh, with, with venial sin and, and be out of relationship with you, right? And the mortal sin, you just immediately turn all the way around. Um, so yeah, I think it's important for us to try every day to grow in holiness. I'm, I still need to tackle the mortal ones before I get to the evils. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need a new category, John. Okay, this next one is going to be <laughs> mortification. I was about to say this is why I told you to pick them out before. Mortification. So I was debating whether or not I wanted to go here, but let's do it. Why not? This you guy's need some awesome. Mortification for not preparing like I told you to. Okay. I did. I was uh, just making sure I wanted to say it. All right. Uh, this is, I, mortification's tough for me. Well, that's probably. I know. Why I just I picked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Oh, this one's very good. This is one is for you about me. For me about you. Okay. Don't say that person bothers me. Think instead, that person sanctifies me. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of St. Therese of Lisieux, who said something, I think, similar of like about the sisters that she lived with just like being super annoying and, the, and they made her holier. Uh, yeah, that's great stuff. 
Yeah, just the normal everyday annoyances, like you know, think parenting, uh, uh, marriage, coaching, people you interact with at work that annoy the crap out of you. That is an invitation for holiness. I've yeah. had to deal with this uh, recently. There's somebody in my life that uh, feels that I have wronged them, and I don't think that I have. I think they're going through a lot and they're stressed out, right? So I, I want to be like, what is what is wrong with you? I didn't do anything to you, you know. But like, I'm just like, nope. I need to be peaceful. I need to be a peacemaker. I need to just kind of let it lie and let them go through whatever healing they need because I'm clearly an obstacle for them right now. And I don't really think it's me. Right. So it's yeah. like, you know, I need to, my initial thought is to lash out my holier, slower thought is like, no, I need to uh, let this person sanctify me and choose the holy path. I'm proud that of you. One's, that one's about me, about you, from me. About you. I'm, just oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, me. no, we're good, bro. We're good. <laughs> Uh, this one's difficult. <laughs> yes, bring it. This one's about me, I think. <laughs> the appropriate word you left unsaid, the joke you didn't tell, the cheerful smile for those who bother you, that silence when you are unjustly accused, your kind conversation with people you find boring and tactless, the daily effort to overthink one irritating detail or another in those who you live with, this with perseverance is indeed solar interior mortification. Wow. That's deep. Word, like being quiet. Eh, I'm not good at that. <laughs> isn't, he it also, is, am I, isn't he also saying like, yeah, like chill out a little? Yeah, I think so. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, I, 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 there's a lot here. If you're unjustly accused, the thing that you wanted to say, that's like me butting in when your know, co-hosts are talking. Um, the joke I didn't tell. It's like, I don't know. I think I told them all. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's very rare that I hold my tongue. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, that one's, that one's, the mortification ones are hard for me. All right, here's the next one. Okay. The world admires only the spectacular sacrifice because it, because it does not realize the value of the sacrifice that is hidden and silent. Ooh. You know what that means, John? What? You shouldn't have told us what you were giving up for Lent earlier. I know. It also means that I need to like one. So my love language for receiving love, one of them is words of affirmation. And it's probably my wife's least like the one she's the worst at, which is just unfortunate for me. And uh, like I need to I do a lot around the house, bro. When I'm home and I'm not traveling, like I, I, I do the deep cleaning. I do the cooking. I try to I try to help with the kids and do I do everything. I try to do as much as I can because she does so much all the time. Um, and if she doesn't like notice it or say thank you, after like 20 minutes, I'm just kind of like, hey, I did the dishes. <laughs> yeah. like, Shut up, John. Don't say anything. Just do it. Sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. You, you know why that's an issue, John? It's because she usually does all of that stuff and you don't thank her. Oh, my gosh. Be right back. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the normal things. It's the thing, you know, uh, like people, people get like kind of like, I know like, like my dad hates it in the NFL when someone makes like a normal tackle on like first down for like, you know, it's a two yard gain, like nothing spectacular. And they start like celebrating and going crazy. He's like, don't celebrate that. All you were doing was doing your job. Like yeah. if you get like, if you're, you know, uh, the Rams in the Super Bowl and you make the sack that seals the Super Bowl, do it the heck you want man you know but like if it's first down in week three in in cincinnati you know like i don't know <laughs> yeah it's, it's fine so uh yeah just do the do small things with great love and That's shut right. your dang mouth jonathan <laughs> <laughs> exactly um this one's good 
uh, especially for our fasting days here in Lent, mm-hmm. the body must be given a little less than it needs. Otherwise, it will turn traitor. Wow. I'll start on this one. Um, my body has turned traitor because I have given it too much food, and now my feet are like, why do we weigh this much? <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a beauty in in that. Now, we, I, I think there's something to enjoying the lavishness of life that God provides abundantly, but also at the same time, it's good to deny ourselves uh, here and there. Don't have that next bourbon or that next cupcake or the cupcake at all one night. Uh, just just and just say a quick prayer. Nothing crazy. Don't beat yourself up. But it's, I think that's good. I think that's good stuff. This this might be the one. This is know. why I picked mortification. This is this great. This might be the one. This might be the ones. Are you, are you ready for this? Yeah. This might be the one that changes that rends everybody's hearts, and there will be tearing of sackcloth and garments oh, as gosh. people listen to this. Many who would let themselves be nailed to a cross before the astonished gaze of thousands of spectators won't bear the pinpricks of each day with a Christian spirit, but think. Which is more heroic? Dude, that's epic. Cut to the heart, man. That is epic. If I'm going to suffer, you know where I'm going to talk about it? Right here, John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not suffering in silence. What are you you talking about? Read read the second part one more time. So after the cross. Yeah. uh, they'll, They'll be nailed to the cross, but they won't bear the pinpricks of each day with a Christian spirit. Yeah. So like for me, man, yeah. In my 15 years of parish ministry, you meet people who can be really inspiring, right? They're like, they're out, they get a microphone or or maybe it's a priest or a deacon or whatever, and they're really inspiring. And then you meet them after and you're having a conversation and and they're just kind of cold and, uh, and, and not kind and not, and not really like living out their faith. I think that that's what that reminds me of is like at all times, I hope, I hope Taylor that when, that that when you and I hang out and we met with all those people hanging out that you and I were who we are all the time. You know what I mean? Like that they're getting, they're, they're getting what they see and that we're living out our faith. Um, and, and when you meet some crabby people, it ain't good. I, I like that one a lot, bro. I do too. That's, that's the best one. We're going to end with that one. I, I, I it's funny because I am who I am for better or worse. <laughs> wherever yeah, I same. go, like, <laughs> it is no secret who I am. The positive parts and the negative parts. Um, wh- where this one kind of cuts me to the heart is, it is like it's much easier for me. Just for instance, like to lead worship in front of a large group of people than to sit down in my bed and read my Bible and pray. Like, yep. it's just easier, right? Um, uh, it is easier to. Um, like even little things, like when I used to work with, like with a team and we were all going through a difficult situation, like there was something about suffering together where like one, it was easier, but two, it's like somebody knew that I was suffering because we were all suffering together. Right Yeah. now, like with how work is now, like if something's going wrong, it's, it's me and my thoughts, you know? So like that is harder to do in a holy way and to like deal with the little, the little pinpricks, you know, the little things that rub me the wrong way. Um, are harder for me to deal with than like big tragedies. I'm actually better at dealing with like big tragedies, big situations than like, you know, my kids being annoying outside my office when I'm trying to work, you know? So yeah. that's, I think that's where, where I need some growth for sure. Well, grow my friend.
Well, uh, grow hopefully spiritually and not anymore physically because we said the opposite just a moment ago. If you go, if you grow a few more inches, it'll take some off the middle. Oh, that'd be great. I, I wish I wish I could. I wish I could keep growing. That would be tremendous. So that is the way by Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Uh, great, easy reading. I would recommend it highly, whether for this Lenten season or literally any time of the year, because it is uh, timeless. Uh, check it out. It's very good um, and super easy to read, you know, kind of th- read it, think about it, pray about it, talk about it, that sort of thing. So, John, that's our that's our show for today. Thanks for being here, buddy. This was a really fun one. Uh, we're allowed to have fun during Lent, uh, despite what people might think. And I, I've been praying for everybody to have a great and fruitful Lent. And I love hanging out with you, bro. Well, I thought the uh, the second the second segment was going to be mortification for you, and you ended up mm. just knocking it out of the park. So That's right. no suffering for you. It's a much more enjoyable episode. I love it. You didn't suck at the game like someone else. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know that um, I learned something new about you and Father Anthony's relationship that y'all just text about me in the show with behind my back. Um, so uh, we'll see because you expected him to text you when I talked bad about you on the show. Uh, we'll see if you text him and tell him that we were talking about him poorly. The only thing I've ever texted about you to him was what you guys talked about. I heard that last episode, I texted you the, before you and I recorded, I texted you all the things we were going to talk about and you texted him the whole thing. And we're like, what does this mean? I don't want to talk about this. Oh, no, I didn't say I don't want to talk about this. I said, what do you think? What do you think this is going to be about? That's all I said. Uh huh. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you right. can trust uh, me, bro. <laughs> well, that's what he said too. <laughs> uh, well, John, this was fun. Uh, congratulations on being good at the game. Congrat and thank you f- from me for being good at the game, so that I could keep playing it because it's very fun for me. And we You're would most not welcome. Play it again, and if it would if you would have gone over five. So congratulations, um, one big star for you, just like you got in third grade for getting first in your spelling championship at school. Um, I will be back next week. Say it. Thank you guys for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please hit the subscribe button. If you haven't done it by now, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, y'all have a great week. Have a great you know second week of Lent. Have a great, uh, great time. We'll be back next week with um, a surprise, surprise co-host. See you then. <laughs>